the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, but I say to you that, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask them for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For God is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the gospel of the Lord. Say what? Jesus, what did you just say? Could you repeat that? I think I heard you say the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But it sounds like you're saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you and keep doing it even if they harm and hurt you. So wait a minute. This won't do. This won't do in today's world. The crowds are already thinning as Jesus says this and preach this in our society and the churches will be emptier than they already are. Love your enemies, people will walk all over you. Turn the other cheek, they'll hit you again. Do good to those who hate you, it's called codependency. Give to everyone who begs, you won't have anything left. And you'll find out that most people don't give to people who beg. If a robber takes one thing, hand over something else. Craziness. But wait a minute. Let's think of this another way. As one author puts it, enemies, persecutors, and haters cannot infect us with their toxicity. They cannot make us into what they are. Maybe what Jesus is saying is stop. Stop this crazy cycle of hatred and violence by stopping it in yourself. Easier said than done. Is this just preacher talk? Sometimes I wonder if Jesus missed Playground 101 with some of the basic tenets of getting along today. 
Well, two beloved, world-renowned figures, personal heroes to me and possibly to you, died recently, and within a month of each other, Thich Nhat Hanh and Desmond Tutu, both addressed in word and in deed, in the way they lived, themes from today's gospel, loving your enemy, forgiveness, anger. As you know, Desmond Tutu grew up in apartheid South Africa. As Archbishop of Cape Town, he knew well racial prejudice. Yet he helped found what is called the Forgiveness Project, which shares stories both the victims and survivors, as well as perpetrators of crime. Now, often we think of justice as retribution. People get what they deserve. Tutu believed in restorative justice facilitating conversation, facilitating encounter for the sake of reconciliation and transformation. I recall being in South Africa a couple years ago in the spirit of both Mandela and Tutu being there. And of course, we think of South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission chaired by Archbishop Tutu. When Tutu was in this country many times, he endeared himself greatly. Yet Tutu did not hesitate to call out racist policy, policies that harmed blacks or obscene, the, U, the U.S. obscene military budget. At the same time, his leadership helped erode gender and LGBTQ discrimination earlier than anywhere on the continent of Africa. Well, all right, we can think of those very horrible crimes like rape, abuse, murder. And I hope that fewer and fewer good church people are twisting Jesus' words to, stay that a, to say that a battered person should stay with their spouse or their perpetrator. But forgiveness? There's a podcast connected to the Forgiveness Project called The F Word, just to get people's attention on how radical forgiveness really is. But sometimes stories and examples can inspire us to think differently. Hashim Garrett. Hashim will never forget the day when he was 15 years old and living with his mother in Brooklyn. He was drinking, he was ditching school, he was filled with so much anger, and he said that he was hurting so much that he wanted to hurt others. Hashim was shot six times, one bullet hitting his spine. He heard the police coming. He heard his neighbors run to him and say, he's dying. I think he's dying. But in that moment, Hashim remembers the anger leaving his body, the tough guy in him vanishing. Now, Hashim goes on to admit that he screwed up his life even more in college. But then, 
Then he was invited to tell other kids his story, to help them break the cycle of violence. He had a new purpose. His heroes were Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr., who had spoken about the power of forgiveness and nonviolence. Hashim now tells kids that forgiveness is extremely difficult, that it takes more courage to be nonviolent and forgiving than to be violent. He says, I hated bullies, so I became a bully. He goes on to say, hate holds on to you where forgiveness frees you. And if you want to forgive others, you have to first learn to forgive yourself. But wait a minute. Is it that simple? In the time we are living now, everyone's on edge. Rudeness rules. Road rage, killing innocent people. There's cancel culture. Anger over masks and mandates. Anger over robbed classroom time for kids. Anger over isolation that we're facing. So we're lashing out like never before. But what if, what if we could look with compassion on one another? and acknowledge our common losses. So, wait a minute. What if we waited a minute and took a breath? Because usually we blurt, we post, we burst forth without thinking or without reflecting. I love so much this quote that's been said here before, I apologize, but it's worth it. Between stimulus and response. Think of it. Between stimulus, what happens to you, and response, there is this space. And in that space lies our freedom to choose how we will respond. And my friends, this is a good time to call forth Thich Nhat Hanh, another of my heroes, the Vietnamese monk known worldwide for his teachings on compassion, nonviolence, compassionate listening, meditation. It's a long time ago, but in 1966, Thich Nhat Hanh met Martin Luther King Jr. in what was a remarkable encounter for both of them. Nhat Hanh told King he was a bodhisattva, or an enlightened being for his efforts to promote ju social justice. And the monks' work to promote reconciliation in Vietnam led King to nominate Nhat Hanh for the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, Thich Nhat Hanh wrote much about anger and the wisdom of cooling our flames. In other words, Waiting a minute, a holy pause, I'll call it, a spiritual moment to reflect before reacting. Thich Nhat Hanh reminds us that other human beings are not our enemy. Our enemy is the violence or the ignorance or the injustice in the other person. When we look on them with compassion, we realize that they too are suffering. And they are no longer our enemy. But what about Jesus? 
Don't forget that on the cross, he turned to forgive his enemies. That stripped of his dignity, he experienced hatred and spitting and abuse. Yet in life and in death, he trusted a power greater than himself. Dear Holy Trinity community, on this Lord's Day, we, we pause. We have a holy pause in our week to wait a minute or wait an hour. Because on our own, we know that we are not forgiving. On our own, we are not compassionate. And what seems to rule the day these days is rudeness and arrogance and reactivity. So here we lean on divine mercy and strengthened by this holy pause together, strengthened by the word that we hear and this holy meal, we pledge together to do the hard, hard work of loving. So thank you, Desmond Tutu. Thank you, Thich Nhat Hanh. You have embodied Jesus' words for us in our time. In this holy pause, may God look with compassion on us, that we may look on others, whether friend or foe, with such mercy.